everybody, how you doing? My name is Noel Michael Smith and you're listening to the Low Food Fitness Lifestyle Podcast. Now, the surroundings sound a little bit different to the podcasts, you, the podcasts, the podcast that you've been listening to previous to this is because I'm not in my general surroundings. I'm borrowing a studio today. See, my, my studio is set up with acoustics, soundproof. I've got my microphones and stuff in here. This is my microphone, but I'm using a travel microphone today. So I hope everything still sounds good and I don't have to dibble-dabble too much into the editing to make things sound right. But here we are and here we go. Yeah, you're listening to the Low Food Fitness Lifestyle Podcast. I think I said that already, but if I didn't, you're going to get it again. And today's show is called Preactive and Reactive. Now, um... I want to dive straight into this, but before I do that, actually, let me tell you a little bit about myself and why I bring you these podcasts. I've been teaching fitness, aerobics, kickboxing, all the, all of that stuff since the 80s, and it's dawned on me that I've learned so much from the people I've trained with, the gurus and mentors and courses and so forth that I've been on, and it's just feeling that I bring you all my experiences because there's things that are going on. Things have changed, right? Things have changed since the 80s and 90s and and we learn a lot and there are people out there that can learn from, well, myself. In This is first and foremost, I do it for myself because, as I said, things are changing and I've got to constantly feed myself information. I've got to counsel and guru myself because my instructor is Billy Blanks and he's in LA. I can get over to him so regularly now, so I've got to coach myself. And the best way to do that is to talk to myself. No, I'm not a madman, but like talking to myself. And I just thought, hey, why don't I just tell you all my thoughts at the same time because I'm giving myself all this information. Maybe you can gain from it as well. So, as I said, Noel Michael Smith, I've got DVDs, videos all over the place, been teaching since the 80s. Now you know a little bit about me. Let's dive straight into this great podcast. Today's show is about preactive and reactiveness. Now, I'm a, <laughs> I used to be such a preactive person, but over recent times, I found myself being reactive. I don't like that guy. I don't like him at all. So this is why I'm bringing this podcast. As I said, I've got to tell myself. I've got to change back to the way I was. So I'm going to give myself a real hard, stern talking to here right now. And if you're this, then you'll take heed from it also. What is being reactive? What Reactive is living in the moment. You're living now. And anything that happens now that's the way it is. And what happens after, you, you react on the back of it. That is no way to live, right? Because I'm going to tell you why later on. Reactive. If someone gave you £100, someone says, hey, here's £100 now. But I'll tell you what, let me hold on to this £100. Next year, you can get £300. How many people is going to say, no, no, hold on a minute. <laughs> Give me the £100 now. I need it right now. That's being reactive. Because when all push comes to shove, it's being living in a moment. You're living in a moment now. I'm not one, a great one. I've never been one for planning like 
certain guys do. Well, I'm going to plan for my old age. I'm going to put away this pension, that pension. I always believe I can make money. It's a real kamikaze way to live. But I always believe I can make money. I always believe I'm going to make money and make money big. That's the way I've always lived my life. And that's not how a lot of people think that's how you should do things. You should plan for the future. And I agree with that. But there are minuses and plus on everything you do. Now, being reactive is sitting around and waiting for something to happen. It won't just happen. You've got to go out there and make it happen. Now, if you sit around, being, if you're a reactive person, you sit around, there's only one thing that's going to happen here and someone's going to react for you. That doesn't make, that's not a good thing. Those of you guys that are uh, um, putting your hands together and rubbing your hands in glee and saying, yeah, I'll just sit here and let everything happen for me. Now, when I say the thing would happen for you, someone would react for you, you take this for instance, yeah? You're sitting around waiting for that job. You've gone for the interview and you've applied and you thought you've done a great job. Your credentials are good. Your interview was good. You said all the right things. They've asked you to come back for the second time. And there may be four or five people in the reckoning, yeah? Here's what it is. If you sit down and just wait for that to happen, here's what would happen. You're there at home waiting for the phone call while one of the other five guys have gone into the office, made their phone call, bugged the guy and got the job. If you don't react, someone will react for you. And that reaction, 99.9% .9 of the time, will be negative in your favour. You have to react and make things happen yourself. People don't care about you. The only person that cares about you is your mother and your father and your kids. And that's debatable. You've got to care about yourself. You've got to take control and do stuff yourself. You cannot rely or wait for someone else because there's a lot of people in this world. There's a lot of people in your community. There's a lot of people in your street. There's a lot of people in your house. Let me tell you something. If a bill comes in, you know what it is, and you don't open it, and you don't react to the bill. What they're going to do, they're going to cut off your electricity. They're going to cut off your gas. Your, your council tax comes in. You cannot pay it. You don't give them a car to sort it out. They don't know any better. They're going to send in the bailiffs, man. And what are you going to do? You're going to react after, shuffle around, get some money. Oh, my gosh, bailiffs are coming in. What's going to go on? I'm going to lose my house, going to go to prison. Hey man, you got to react and react to things before it happens. you got to be preactive. What does pre mean? Before. Preamp. Pre-recording. Going before. So you got to make this happen. Now, you see it in sport all the time. Sportsmen, sports teams competing against one another. And one team is winning. They may score some early goals and... In football, in soccer, as they call it in the, in the U.S., um, in football, and they may score an early goal. And there are cruising. They might even get four or five. There are cruising along. And then the other team comes back at them and scores six goals. Now, the team that had five is scrambling. <laughs> Why? Because they got comfortable. And that's what being reactive means. It means you're comfortable. You're, make, you're, you're a boxer in a boxing ring and you're fighting and you're just dancing around, throwing out your jab and you're winning your points. Now the guy gets a lucky punch, knocks you down. You're way behind in points. 
You know, you've got to get up and you're, you're the reactive. You're, you're playing reactive. You're scrambling around trying to make up the time, man. You cannot do that. Give yourself some security. You've got to react before. You've got to be preactive. So being preactive, let's talk about this preactive stuff now. You've got to be, you've got to see into the future. You've got to be like you've got a crystal ball. So, you know I'm a fighter. So let's take another fighting scenario. You're in a boxing ring or a kickboxing match. You've got to visualize what the guy's going to do and what's going to happen. And if you don't do X, Y, Z, what's going to happen to you? That's being preactive. If you wait for him to strike or kick you and you're going to work as a counter, and a counter means that the person reacts and then you react straight after. That's a kamikaze way to live. There are, there are counter fighters out there, but they don't last long. And even a counter fighter is thinking ahead. You may think that, hey, I'm waiting for this guy to punch me before I punch him. But you're playing a game of chess with him. You're thinking ahead of what he's going to do. And you're thinking, and, and after when he hits you, you're thinking ahead of that. So you're thinking about three or four punches or kicks ahead. So you are, although you are a counter puncher or a counter kicker, you are looking for the, um, the plan that you set up well ahead of that. Does that make sense to you? I hope it does. <laughs> kind of confused myself for a while, but I think I know what I mean. Yeah, so it's just planning it. It's just planning ahead. Now, there's a lot of contradiction going on here, but please bear with me and I'll clarify this. Now, there's something Steve Jobs used to say, enjoy the journey. Now, enjoy the journey means enjoy what you're doing because the journey is your reward. Yeah, another saying he used to say, the journey is your reward. It means that don't look for the reward as a holy grail. The journey is just as important. Now, I've just been speaking about don't live in the moment. So that's where the contradiction comes in. But I'm going to explain something to you now. So say you want, like for, for me, one, there was a time when I wanted to have my, my own fitness center. But then I ran a center with a friend. It wasn't my own. It wasn't his either. We did a tendership and rented the building from the local government, the local council. So we ran that for probably about two or three years and it was the biggest headache. When I got out of that, it was a relief. It was like I took a thousand coats from off my back and I can walk up, stand up straight and walk and breathe again. So it would take a lot to, to um, tie me down to a building. But, you know, again, it was nice to have somewhere to go in and train at you when you want. But let's just say that the pros didn't overweigh the cons. So I got out of business. But I wouldn't get into it again. But I'm going to use that example right here and now. So what's the one thing I can do to complete my goal of getting my center someday? So let's move that on a little closer, right? Because I want this center. I want, I want it badly. So what's the one thing I can do in five years to complete the one thing I can do to get my center someday? So I've got a five-year goal now. Let's move that on a little further now, or a little closer if you like. What's the one thing I could do in a year to complete the one thing I can do in five years to complete my ultimate goal of getting my center someday? Let's move that on a little closer now. What's the one thing I can do in six months to complete the one thing I can do in a year to complete the one thing I need to do in five years to complete the one thing I got to get my center some time. You get in the picture? What's the one thing I could do in a month to complete the one thing 
I need to do in six months to complete the one thing I need to do in a year to complete the one thing I need to do in five years to complete the one thing of getting my center sometime. What's the one thing I can do in a week to complete the one thing I gotta do in a month to complete the one thing I gotta do in six months to complete the one thing I gotta do in a year to complete the one thing I gotta do in five years to ultimately get my center sometime. Let's move it back even more or forward even more. What's the one thing I can do in a day to complete the one thing I need to do in a week to complete the one thing I gotta do in a month to complete the one thing I gotta do in six months to complete the one thing I gotta do in a year to complete the one thing I gotta do in five years to complete the one thing of getting my center sometime. Now we come to the ultimate moment now. What's the one thing I can do in this hour to complete the one thing I gotta do tomorrow, to complete the one thing I gotta do in a week, to complete the one thing I gotta do in a month, to complete the one thing I gotta do in six months, to complete the one thing I gotta do in a year, to complete the one thing I gotta do in five years, to complete my ultimate goal of getting my center. You see where I'm going with this? You've gotta start with the one thing, the ultimate one thing. And I tell people this in my class, and you could even work it down to a workout, a fitness workout. What's the one thing you've gotta do right now to complete the thing you've gotta do tomorrow? What's the one thing you gotta do tomorrow to complete the thing that where you want to get to next week? What's the one thing you've got to do next week to complete that thing you want to have in six months? What's the one thing you've got to do in six months to complete the thing that you want to have in a year? If you want to walk, run, climb or jump, you may have an injury. You want to cure yourself. You want to get stronger. You want to get back to the way you are. Some of you all out there are, who do my fitness class are saying that you, you've got injuries and you, you want to get back strong. Come back to that one thing, that one thing you could do today that could help you tomorrow and so on. You must start with the thing, the one thing. I can't, you know, you can contact me if you're in a fitness, martial arts, and I can guide you. But all the other stuff, you've got to find it from people who are better suited to give you that information than myself. So you see where it seems like there's a contradiction between reactive and proactive. So because both of them, you live in a moment. But one, you live in a moment with a thought pattern ahead. The other one, you live in a moment and you're blind. So when Steve Jobs said, the journey, let the journey be your reward, he knew what he was talking about because the reward is over there. But the journey is here. And you've got to think of the here and now to get over there. Because if you start thinking over there, over there, over there all the time, the goal is too far away and you'll never get there. So you've got to bring the goal closer to you in order to get the bigger picture. You're just connecting one goal with the others. That's what you're doing. That's the trick to this. You're just tricking your mind into giving you what you want and giving you the drive that you want because you can go to a guru and you can go to these motivational groups and do you know that you'll get motivated and you'll be hyped up for one day two days a week at the most but that wears off you've got to sustain 
the enthusiasm. You've got to sustain the drive and energy to push on. And that's just, this little method that I'm giving you would give you the sustainability to have that. You don't need an outside influence. You've got it inside you. Where do you think those gurus and mentors get it from? Where do they get their fix from? You've got to ask yourself that question. You know, whenever you go to see somebody or listen to somebody, ask yourself, where do they get their, um, their information from? They get it from somewhere else. Or else, they're, other than that, they're religious. They've been touched by a higher power. And that's why I go to church, because I get my thoughts from up, up above. Man cannot help me. A man brings you down. When I'm giving you all my information, it's a divine intervention going on here. Connect the dots. Everything you do now is done for tomorrow. I teach myself how to think big. Because if you think small, you get small. You think big, you get big. Yeah, you got to take small steps. But you got to think big. Because those small steps will give you extraordinary rewards. And also, I'd say this in when we have our little talks. We've had our talks in the past and I've said this to you. You've got to think your business. You've got to eat, breathe and think your business all the time. And one of the things, let me just tell you a couple of incidents that happened. Incidents, a couple of things that happened in one of the clubs that I worked at. On two occasions, they had video guys come in there that were recording. One was filming um, a show we got here in the UK called um, the Dance, a Dance One. What is that dance show called on the BBC? Yeah, Strictly Come Dancing, right? So they had some camera crew there filming Strictly Come Dancing. And the week before, or a couple of weeks before, they had another camera crew doing some promotional filming for them. On both occasions, I threw myself in front of the camera, man. Yeah, I saw, as the guy said, hey, um, you know what, I do this stuff all the time, and I've been on TV, I've done this, I've done that. I exaggerated a little bit, do videos all the time. So, hey, come say a few words about the centre. So I just went in there and said a few words about the centre. They were blown away. I take my opportunities when they come. They're getting it for free, right? So if you see me popping up on TV here and there, <laughs> I've just thrown myself in the deep end. But yeah, I love the I love the media. I gotta say, I do love the media, as you can tell by this podcast here that I do every week or whenever I bring them to you. It's been a bit sporadic, but I'm sorry about that. But look, let's get back the task in hand, which I'm just trying to say to you: you got to put yourself out there. Got to put yourself out there and. Your goal for today is your big goal for tomorrow. Do not be reactive. Be proactive. Think ahead. One of my most favorite tennis players, and I don't like baseline tennis, and this guy was one of the best baseline tennis players, ironically, and that's Andre Agassi. He was a reactive player. Was he? Was Agassi a reactive player? Because he is a baseline player. Used to, they used to play the shots and used to get them back. No, I don't think he was reactive. He was mistaken. Andre Agassi, I think, was an offensive player. He thought ahead. He fought three, four, five shots ahead. That's why they had difficulty beating a guy. But his game just took a lot from his body. I love tennis. I talk about tennis every now and again. I didn't see one bit of the US Open. Do you know that? I missed the whole thing because I've been busy doing my stuff. 
I heard that was some controversy in the women's game. But Venus Williams, no, it was the other one, Serena Williams. She lost to the Japanese girl, I believe. And um, there was some controversy about cheating and stuff. You know, Venus, Serena, I should say. Take it gracefully, because that's how it goes. You're a great player. You don't need to do that. I didn't see it. I'm just going on what I heard on the media. Because I get my Twitter feeds, right? I check my Twitter feeds every morning. I'm just rambling on here now. Look, you guys, I love talking to you. Stay safe. Remember, preactive. React before it happens. And you'll be safe. I love you. Stay safe. I'll see you next time. Oh!